But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. WHTs. After further review, I'm here with David, the man of God, Harris, here on the phone lines, and he wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA All-Star game from this past weekend. We're now in a new weekend. David's over there on the phone. Uh, David, I I didn't really have a problem with the NBA All-Star game. I know what it is, just like all the other sports All-Star games. It's just an exhibition event. Um, don't expect a lot of defense. It's not competitive. I don't want to live back in the the yesteryears of the 90s, even though those were great NBA All-Star games. But now with the big money going around, players don't want to get hurt. I will say I'm a little disappointed, though, that some of these guys go harder in summer league pickups, like at C. Brickley's, you know, Black Ops pickup games. But it is what it is. And and I can understand that perspective. And... I share some of the similar sentiments. It's an exhibition game. The fans voted you there because they wanted to see you play with these all-star teams. Well, this is the starters. Remember, the starters well, get voted there, and then the coaches fill in the bench. And it went back to the traditional East-West, not anybody being a Team Giannis, Team LeBron captains. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that it went back to East-West just because you get a chance to see quote-unquote rivals play with each other. You get to see some of the teams, like teammates, former teammates, current teammates. I think my biggest problem is that the duality of you want the players there, but then players that are there, and I'm just going to quote because he put himself out there, like players like Anthony Edwards that say, oh, I don't give a bleep about this on Saturday. So... Like, can there be a way that if you know that this is not going to be taken seriously, but then there are still some guys that want to play seriously, does it's a chance for them to get, I don't want to say 15 minutes of fame because they're all NBA all-stars, but get a little bit more show for the national media versus a guy that's just taking up a spot. I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say let's go back to, you know, even a decade ago when the the basketball was competitive and people actually did care. But I, I think people are starting to realize and see, yeah, there hasn't been defense played in this game for a while, and part of it is because of the league. What's wrong with the league? What's curious? What's wrong with the league? Well, you can't. I think the biggest gripe that people have about the All Star Game is that there isn't any defense, even though it is a chance for people to you know be shooting 
hundred, two hundred, you know, two hundred threes in a forty-eight minute game, which is crazy. But they say that about the NBA in general that the NBA is no, there's no defense. Yeah, and and that's what that's that's going to be my that's my point. Okay, like we can't expect defense in an All Star game. People can't complain with the All Star game, and players can't complain that oh, it's gotten not competitive when the other eighty two games of the regular season, if you're scoring hundred and fifteen or less, everyone's looking at you like, What are you doing out here? Like we've the name of the game right now is how many points can you put up? Mm-hmm. And the bleep with defense. And we're seeing, oh, why isn't there any defense play? They're scoring two hundred points. Well, we just had 140, 150-point games in the regular season. That's true. And no one, yeah, like everyone is fine seeing those amount of points during the 82, but then an exhibition game where the points really don't matter, now it's a problem. I just think it's kind of mixed messages. Mm-hmm. So if you want defense, say you want defense, and let's go back to who all these players watch, because all of them were around in the – early to mid-2000s, where they saw defense being played in the All-Star game. Right. Uh, and I was listening to Paul Pierce this past week, and he said it starts with some of the veterans that took playing defense in the All-Star game seriously. And, and this generation was not taught that the All-Star game is supposed to be serious. It's just kind of, you know, effing around, do alley-oops, do highlight real dunks that are better than the, all, than the actual slam dunk contest, which is a whole other... Mm-hmm. Tangent, um, yeah, the league can't want defense in the All Star game, but then tell the teams during the regular season, eh, hundred thirty, hundred forty, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, I, I'm looking at the stat line here, and uh, <laughs> there's people that are saying that they want defense. <laughs> Uh, for uh, the for the actual uh, All Star game, I like I said, I and uh, Carl Anthony Towns had fifty points. I see it as a, just a celebration of players. That's what I see it as. Now, as I said before, some people did make a point that you do see more intense games in summer pickup, which kind of is sad. You know, it's the best of the best. You're right. I think if you're going to go out there, at least make the games competitive. Now, I can't guarantee even if they make the games competitive that the scores might not be in the upper 150, 170 range. I mean, you got to remember, these are the elite players of the of the world in basketball, the elite of the elite. And let's just to be honest, the skill level has gone up for players in the last 10 years. Uh, now, yeah. 211 points, okay, I now I get it. Some people don't like the half-court threes. Um, I like the fact that, you know, <laughs> Trey Young, nutmeg the guy, uh, I think Kevin Durant put the ball through his legs, went in for a layup. Um, like I said, I to me, I just look at it as, okay, you know, let's just see if they go hard a little bit. But that's every all-star game, though. We got it for, for football. Now they have to go to the flag football so nobody gets hurt. Hockey goes to some three-on-three stuff that I don't even really watch. And people were saying, well, why don't they make it a three-on-three game? No, that's pretty boring. But I like I said, I get it. They're making a lot of money. Uh, you're gonna have to kind of just d- deal with how this All Star game is going. But 
I, I think overall, though, the, the All-Star Weekend experience wasn't bad. I think they're trying to come up with – I think the All-Star game, especially for basketball, comes a little gimmicky. Um, I did like the Caitlin Clark versus Steph Curry, but then, once again, a event that was in pure purity of the basketball game and, and, and trying to get some healthy competition. Caitlin Clark th- shot from the NBA line but used a women's ball <laughs> – People made a big deal out of that. Oh, she shot with a women's ball. You know, Steph Curry is still the champ. But then, you know, if, if Caitlin Clark was competing, uh, she would have had a first-round score with Damian Lillard had, which was 26. It is what it is. Uh, Inescu, my uh, so, oh, yeah, my bad. Sabrina Inescu. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking ahead because it is the whole Caitlin Clark thing. But Sabrina, I thought, did a heck of a job. Shout out to her. Yeah. But no, then people I, I said think, that she should have shot from the WNBA line. People didn't like Kenny Smith and saying he was sound a little chauvinistic. Okay. Maybe they should have had a woman like a Sue Bird giving a women's point of view. Uh, the dunk contest was okay. Uh, Mac McClung did some dunks. But there's some of the dunks I've seen Mac McClung do since his ball is life high, uh, high school reel. So I, I really wasn't getting up for the for the slam dunk kind of. But even though I will say this, that is pretty incredible to to jump over a seven foot one man and you're only probably five eleven. I, I I think the highlight in terms of like all the Saturday. I mean, the, I think the skills competition is you starting to usurp kind of the three point and the slam dunk as kind of like the marquee mm-hmm. um, aspect of Saturday night because I. I mean, celebrity game. Obviously, no one like that's for fans, just kind of casuals. I don't watch the celebrity Honestly, game. I, I, it, it's what a pro football player wins it more times than not. A pro football player, once again, top one percent of athletes because they're the hell of an athlete. Yeah. Probably played high school basketball. Let's just be honest. So it's not like they're just going to go out there and they're going to be just completely trash. Um, and plus, some of the celebrities I don't even know. And I don't know if that's because I'm getting older. But some of the celebrities I don't even know. Some of them I don't even really care to see. Um, some of them are YouTube influencers. Um, but, I, but I do think, though, genuinely, though, the, the one problem I would say is this, and, and LeBron probably is to blame for this, is that the slam dunk competition, you're not getting the stars out anymore because there's players I've, I've heard are more thinking it's hurting their brand if they lose in the competition. It's like, dude, just go out there and do the dunk competition. You're not going to win it all the time, but there's guys that literally are scared to go out there and do the dunk competition. I mean, I will say this. I think Mac McClung, uh, kudos to him for winning it, but to me, you're not really in the NBA. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of weird to see him wearing an NBA G League jersey. No knock on him. Uh, and like I said, he, he, he put on a good, good show, but it's like, but you don't really play in the NBA. Well, I mean, I just think the dunk contest is, is dead, and they're trying to do anything to resuscitate, revive it. No, I don't. Well, I, I think it's, but, but that's coming to my point. I think it's dead because they're not getting the star power. I think there's guys out there that can really be really good at playing the dunk contest. They just don't want to be in it because some say they don't want to be a meme. There's some guys that think it's bad for their brand. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like a selfishness thing. 
Well, I mean, I would even, I think my reasoning, well, I've heard it fluttered out. I think no one's doing anything new creative anymore. Like, we've seen all the dunks. You think like, so? What? Like, un- unless they do what they did a couple years ago and try to get, like, the best dunker, kind of street dunker to compete with the pro guys. I mean, a lot of the dunks that we saw this year, we've seen before. Like, and it's no fault for, like, the the player, the current players, but, like, even, like, Mac McClung, like, we've seen him do better dunks in years past. It's like, what, like, yes, you're going to, like, jumping over a seven-foot-one player, that's impressive. Like, no one's going to knock that. But outside of, like, jumping over somebody, which, like, some of the windmills and even just, and I'm just thinking because Jalen Brown's first one's popped into mind. Like, we've seen that dunk at least 75 times over the past, like, 10 years. <laughs> like, it's, like, the, the creativity from the NBA players is, like, you don't want to do old dunks, but all the dunks right now are old. But so is that, I'm, but I'm is that what it is? is? Is it is it because we've seen it being old dunks, or is it because you're not getting the star recognition? Like, let's say if LeBron was in his prime and he did the dunk contest, he probably could do the same dunks and everybody would be like, oh, my God, LeBron, this and that. If you're matching up the NBA star power, does it really matter what kind of dunks they're getting? You're matching up NBA royalty versus NBA royalty. And I think what it is is that I think everybody's gist is that the all-star games have lost its competitiveness. That's why I don't think they really don't watch. There's no I've, – I've learned this. And I think – I know we all love sports and stuff like this, but I think a lot of sports heads have to understand with sports, all of them, there's an entertainment factor. If it's not entertaining – People don't want to watch. Period. Yeah. I mean, I think the the only viable all-star game is probably baseball. And but but I will say this: I didn't like Bud Selig with him putting the home field advantage in an all-star game. That that to me was stupid. Because people are like, "Well, what do you got? What do you got to do to make it more competitive? To pay them more?" Uh, 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 put home field advantage. Well, no, you can't put home field advantage because if I'm on a team that's being competitive, trying to fight for home field advantage, I don't want no game that's played in February deciding whether or not I get home court or home field advantage in the middle of the season in February because majority of the dudes that are going to be on the team aren't competing really for a championship. Let's just be honest. Each each conference has one, maybe two teams competing to get to the championship. The rest are just trying to compete to get in the playoffs. Get get maybe one, some are competing just to get in the play-in game. Some are competing to get in the play-in game and win. Some are competing to get in the playoffs, be the top six seed. Some are competing to get in the playoffs, to at least get past the first round. Vice versa, some are competing to get past the second round to the, the conference championship. And then you've got that one or two team that's really literally trying to compete to get into playing in the month of June. Do you really want that to happen where you're playing for a champion? You're playing, you're, you're putting what I'm trying to fight for in someone else's hands for an exhibition game. Yeah. It's, I, I think 
And I keep I keep thinking like ways to make the like NBA All Star game competitive. Like even back, let's just go back a decade. Like it was okay. You know, you had a half three quarters of let's do the entertainment thing, but then everyone knew fourth quarter lockdown defense. Like I don't like I think a lot of people now days appreciated that kind of game because we saw the competitiveness we saw all right fourth down or fourth quarter let's get serious like there would still be some like you know crazy shots there'd still be some crazy but are you sure are you sure because think about it the nba obviously is entertainment if you love the defensive battles why didn't people bitch and moan about it in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it kind of forced the NBA to put penalize more of the defense. Look at the NFL. Could you go back to the old rules of the NFL? You know, get rid of defenseless receivers? I mean, it would, it would be nice to be able to crack a receiver coming across the middle, but, you know. But, but let's just... What have we talked about on this show? You know that you're going to get 40% diehards. Yeah, I say 45% diehards to watch the game. Then the other 45% don't really care or tune in once in a while. You're trying to grab the attention of that last 10% that can get you the ratings. What do you got to do? You got to make it entertaining and you got to put a storyline on it for any pro league to survive. That's why people watch. People like to be entertained. So to be quite honest with you, people, the storyline is there's no defense, but let's just be honest. If the, if the all-star game was 82 to 75, the storyline would be bitching about there's too much defense, not enough offense. Let the players play. Right. No, yeah, I would agree. I'm just like if it wasn't two hundred one ninety. I'm thinking. You know, well, what's the perfect? What's the perfect score then? What's the perfect score? I would say if it's one sixty to one forty, like in that one because you're still getting the offense, you're still getting that like like we see like with the regular season games. Like, people are putting up the points and numbers, but there's still, like, a little bit of defense. But people are bitching about that. Yeah, people are still going to find a way to complain about it. Um, Again, you can't please everyone. Right. Yeah. I'm just thinking of ways that that you can take it seriously so that, in that analogy, you don't lose more of that die-hard base. No, I don't think the, 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 you're not going to lose the diehard. Like I'm a diehard based NBA guy. I'm gonna watch the All Star game no matter what, even if I like it or don't like it. I'll just watch it. Maybe now nah, I won't watch the full game. I thought the game was enjoyable myself. Um, some other people don't. Um, they wanted some defense, but then you got to ask yourself: Is it the matter of the defense, or you, or was it the lack of competitiveness? Because a lot of people will tell you, well. The, the, Back in the day in the 80s of Larry, Larry Bird and Matty Johnson, that was barbarian. They were just beating each other up like a bunch of cavemen. Some people love that basketball. A lot of people don't. 
A lot of people want to see the threes fly and spread out the offense. Let me go to work. Let me eat, do him type of basketball. Yeah, that's the modern game. Right. I was the evolution of, I don't want to say ISO ball, but yeah, it turned into, you know, and one mixtape, which is what kind of sort of what is promoted. Well, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say that. I think there's some people that do like good ball movement and passing the ball around, but nobody wants to see a game where the pain is clogged. Let's just be honest, where there's no free flowing offense. I mean, if you watch, if you watch some of the, especially the some of the late '80s, early '90s NBA basketball, the offense was ran within the three point line. Now you look at it now; it's outside the three point line plus a step. Back in the day, the only person that shot a three pointer, you had to be a specialist. Everybody else, it was middies. It was seriously, literally, a lot of offenses were ran within the three point line, and it had to at least be one. T- post touch you know most offenses if you got it now obviously the post touch would be on the elbow the block but somebody had to touch it on the block first and then you could initiate your offense now obviously you get the get it it swings around if you swing it around the arc we're moving and grooving we've gone from outside to inside instead of inside out but that's just the evolution of basketball. But like I said, the skill sets have gotten to the point where they're really good. Uh, Jamal Crawford talked about it when he first entered the league. Jamal Crawford, this was the early 2000s. If you took a dribble pull up three, you're coming out. How many dribble pull up half court shots did we see in the All Star game? A lot. Just the evolution of the game. Yeah, and I, and I think part of that evolution, particularly kind of thinking about, you know, 80s, 90s, your big was posted down low, camping down low, and then slowly but surely moved, moved back out, moved back out, and then mid-range game, guys like Tim Duncan, KD, or KG, and now now your bigs are like Nikola Jokic, who, are, who can run point, right. or KD. But they don't need to be in the block, or like Embiid, who can be down on the block, get that post touch, but then they can also just stand out and t- shoot a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that point. So, did you watch the full All Star game? Because Damian Lillard ended up winning the, the the MVP, and he ended up having uh, thirty nine points. But Carl Anthony Towns had a fifty piece, and nobody talks about him. All they talk about is Dame Lillard. It's Dame time, and how uncompetitive the game was. Well, I mean, Dame because you know they put up the put out the stat. Him and Jordan are the only ones that won something on All Star Saturday and All Star Game mm-hmm. MVP. So his name was up in lights. Like I, I watched three quarters of it. I did. I missed most of the first quarter, and then towards the end, I was like, "Huh." Eh. Like once, once you kind of realize, yeah, people were just going for individual accolades and kind of continuing on with. Like, I wasn't looking for defense by that point. I mean, the game was already, you know, well in the hundreds, pushing 200. It was kind of like, ah, do I really want to see a team get to 200, even in an exhibition game? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I did watch. Like, there were, there were moments where you could see um, teammates trying to help each other. Mm-hmm. And some players... 
You could tell some players wanted to be there and some players didn't. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's true. All right. Anything else? Oh, the only one thing, and it's kind of been thinking about it over the past week. I kind of, I kind of miss like like if we want a competitive game, I kind of wish they would bring back the rookie sophomores or first year, second year. They did. Or that was that was on Friday night. Uh, uh, what was wrong with it? I would have to go back and watch the games. Like my mind is like more focused on mm-hmm. all sort of games. So everything from Saturday night, Sunday, kind of block Friday. Mm-hmm. But like I, I appreciate kind of the younger players taking the game a little bit more seriously than the old heads. Mm-hmm. But then again, that's their time to to kind of be on the public platform. For a lot of the national market to be able to see them, mm-hmm. could they? I don't want to put it in the heads, but I mean, maybe a USA versus the world in the regular All Star game. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would get a little bit more competitiveness because I mean they've been trying to talk about, you know, now that we're bringing up to the Olympics, Team USA versus Team World, who would win? Well, just let them play. They're already there on All Star weekend. So. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, well, like I said, I, one of our fans said that they want defense. I want defense to an extent, but not overly too much defense. It's an all-star game. But I would see, I would say, I, I think people are getting the confusion of defense to the lack of competitiveness. And I think that's what it is. Because there was a little bit of defense in the fourth quarter. But I think... The competitiveness, you know, I I like I know some people was like, well, why don't we do a one on one tournament? Well, you want to see the one on one tournament because it's competitive and it's got a storyline to it. But then again, though, you know, with NBA TV and I think also with with I think what's degraded a little bit with the Major League All-Star game is the fact that they have interleague play. Whereas, obviously, as you know, before interleague play, the division, the AL and NL never, teams never played each other. You only played in the NL schedule and an AL schedule. So when he had the All-Star game, it was like, oh, two different leagues of players playing against each other. This is going to be popcorn. And you saw the best of the best. Um, I, I think that's kind of what's happened with a lot of the All-Star leagues all over. You know, you get a little bit of oversaturation. You got NBA pat, league pass. The games are on all the time. You see the matchups that you want to see, whereas, you know, in the Stone Age, I guess you want to say in the 80s and 90s, especially in the early 80s, there really wasn't any television coverage. But then when the stars started coming in through the mid-80s, you, you had it where, obviously, okay, this person's lined up, this person's lined up. Okay, I want to see this game. And it meant something. And there was something on the line for, for the players and everything else is competitive pride. You kind of lack that nowadays. Um, I still think if there was defense played, the games would be high scoring. That wouldn't change. Um, but if I think if it had more of a pickup vibe to it, like I'm going against this person, you know, like a Steph versus Dame, you know, they're going at each other. Okay, okay, I see you. Then, okay, now you go after each other. Like I'm looking at it right now, you know, 
let's see here, Steph versus Dane, you know, East-West, Shea Gilgis, or SAG. How about a goal against Jalen Brown or something? That, 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 those, those, that would be pretty cool. Um, Trey Young, you know, going up against uh, Devin Booker. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to top each other. You still could be competitive, and it still could be that the game could be in the 200s. Just because it's a high-scoring game doesn't always mean that there's no defense. And like I said, some of these guys are higher professional snipers, higher professional bucket getters. You can play as hard a defense as you want to, but the guys are so highly skilled, they're going to be getting buckets on your head. Get your raincoat out there. They're going to be raining the threes on you. But I think people want to see a good game going up and down. Not to the point of them getting hurt, but to just a competitive flow. LeBron and LeBron and KD go at it for a quarter or something because we know that their time is somewhat dwindling in the league and they'll be maybe out in the next five years. One of them will just because of time. That would make an intriguing all-star game, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think people will probably run into the, well, well, if they play so hard, they might get hurt even though. Well, if you're playing you hard, hurt, you don't get hurt. Anyway. Right. You, they Like they tell you in all sports, if you start you know, messing around and not going hard, that's when you get hurt, not taking things seriously. If you're going hard, running hard, could you injure? Well, I would say get hurt, yes. But could it be a catastrophic injury? No. But if you're out there lally-gagging around, joking around, and then somebody decides to run and you just ha 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 that's usually where you see the, the catastrophic catastrophic injuries that happen. I think that there's going to be, yeah. I don't know wholesale changes, um, but I think, like you said, the competitive aspect of the All-Star game has to change. Like, they have to take it. They have to be a little bit more serious about being competitive. Well, or maybe not. Next year is just 250 to 200. Hey, like I said, as long as they, they play hard and, and and I see something, they're just getting buckets. That's cool. Now, it did debate some last point of this, and then we move on. Whether the development of, of the youth leagues are, are to blame for this, how they think there's a lack of talent in the fact that I think 30% of the league is international, and most of the, 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 the stars are international, not from the U.S. You got Nikola Jokic. You got Luka Doncic. Shy Gilgis Alexander, he's from Canada. Um, th- those guys are on the team. There's three. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, and they're the, you know, the notables. Me personally, Different brand of basketball is embraced. I don't say there's two brands of basketball or one brand of basketball is better than the other. Um, do I think maybe there should be a universal development system possibly? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the debate will go on about training in the, in the, in the youth of the youth basketball players. Um, people argue over the shot clock. Should there be shot clocks in high school? I'm either yay or nay. If they don't have it, great. I strategize for a game a certain way. If they have it, I got to strategize a different kind of way. Some people think that in the world, you know, most of the time around the world in the FIBA, at 14, kids start competing with a shot clock. 
different brand of basketball. Yeah, I mean, and it's also people can people are trying to equate kind of the current that current generation, like the younger players that we saw in the Rising Stars challenge. Like, were they more influenced by kind of watching the develop, seeing the development of the game versus AAU coaching versus what is what is the AAU kind of travel circuit game versus if you don't do that and you just use traditional um, regular season, maybe do like a summer league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each place each place is going to be different. I know NBA did or has an initiative in Africa, so some of those players have that influence of former NBA players, but that's going to be different from like the Euro basketball model, which is, I mean, Euroball itself is a different game than kind of what the American system is. So yeah, all that comes into factor and that develops certain players. Mm -hmm. You can tell play a certain way based upon, you know, where their amateur or previous professional experience. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. was formed. Okay. Wow. That, that, no, well, well, we'll take a quick commercial break. Got done talking about the NBA All-Star Game. And now we'll talk a little bit coming up about Caitlin Clark. Sneak peek. She might be a great, but of all time, not yet. The story is still to be written. We'll call it that way. Listen to 88.3 Dorothy's After further review, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud. Or Apple iTunes, WHT's after further review with a picture of Frank Basher in the horse's head. If you missed the show, we got the segments taped. We also got after further review sports show uh, on Facebook. Making sure you check us out there. Coming up next, we'll talk about the myth, the legend, maybe one of the all-time greatest in men and women's basketball, possibly, Caitlin Clark. We'll be back after this.